0: As-salamu alaykum May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to another edition of Radio Islam. This is your host Tariq Alameen, and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming live at WCEV1450.com. And we wish you a Ramadan Mubarak. We are in the, the last of these blessed days and nights, and uh, hope that it's uh, we continue to reap the benefits of them those of you who are new to the Radio Islam family, we welcome you. Thanks for tuning in. We're on every night, 6 to 7 p.m. Central. And you can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media. You'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And you can also keep up with uh, well, not keep up, but catch up on those podcasts that you may have missed out on. Uh, you can go to wherever you get your podcast. That would be SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, uh, any one of those platforms. You'll find us at Radio Slami USA. Last but not least, we expect that you'll be tweeting us or you'll be uh, hitting us on our Facebook page. But if you'd like to give us a call, you can do that at 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. All right, family uh we have reached the end of the work week but there's still a lot that's going on uh i am really pleased to tell you that we've got a great program for you tonight well we always have a great program for you right everybody this is true yes 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 we always have a great program for you right we're not going to sell ourselves short uh, but tonight i am always happy because fridays fridays are a bit different right fridays that's the end of the week and you are you want to wind down a little bit and there's nothing I think, more relaxing uh, and more uh, invigorating than when we get to have conversations around art. Uh, when we get to talk with artists, we get to talk with creatives. Um, and that's what we're gonna be doing tonight. Uh, tonight, we're gonna be talking with um, two really talented talented individuals. We're gonna be talking with uh, artist Kelly uh, Isdahar Crosby, uh, and she is a, a native of New Orleans, Louisiana uh, currently living in Atlanta uh, but her art it really covers a wide a wide range uh, I had the opportunity to check out some of her uh, some of her uh, some of the things that she's produced and and we went from vases to you know just regular paintings and, and, and so much more so uh, just really beautiful uh, art that Comes from a place of remembrance, uh, and that's something that comes through when you when you look at it. And we're also going to be talking with another uh, uh, great individual, um, uh, Saudi Nawab, uh, who is the arts and culture manager for Iman, uh, community organizer, youth and arts educator, artist, mother, uh, and has been been grinding, been working, been filling in the gaps, been bringing people together. Uh, for a long time, uh, and that is—that's the kind of work that we need to make sure that we are, um, that we're supporting, that we're invested in, that we know about, because that's the kind of work that um, really—that's the work that matters. Now, the one thing that I want to uh, to remind us of is that with all of the differences uh, that we have. With all the differences that we have, we find our commonalities when we talk to one another, right? And sometimes it's difficult—it's difficult for us to have conversations, right? Because we are so, so very much used to being apart. Uh, we're used to making assumptions and judgments about one another. You know, you see somebody—this uh, guy's this guy's black. He's not—he's not into this particular kind of music. Um, this person this person is, is white they're not into this, this this particular kind of music or this type of uh art or whatever it is but the situation actually it actually um presents itself in moments and mo- these moments of connection these moments of connection where we can come together uh to witness a piece of uh to appreciate a piece of art to listen to uh at a concert to listen to a poet to um to, you know, to, to watch uh, a performance, uh, a dance, right? These are things where you look around and you see that there there are so many different types of people, and what we find is that often we have misjudged one another. We have made assumptions about one another that really had no that had no real basis. So I'm excited. All of that to say, I'm excited to be able to have um, have these two people coming in the studio to join us and uh, and talk about some of the great work that Iman uh, has done. I don't wanna steal, uh, Saudi is um, steal her thunder, right? I'll let her give us all the, the nuts and bolts, give us the details. But what they have been able to do over the past 20 years, what they have been able to do, it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's impressive to say the least, um, but the but the truth is this: the truth is this. You can you can put on a show, right? One time, you can put on, you can have an art exhibit one time. But when you do something for 20 years, right, year after year after year, building your uh, reputation, building your credibility, building your capacity, um, and, and drawing people into that vision. That is something to be appreciated. It's something it's something to be applauded. So for our, for organizations like Eman, uh, which has been doing some some phenomenal work with, in Chicago, with uh, di- in distressed communities, uh, being a voice for, for those who are not able to, who are unable, who are not able to grab the mic, right? That's work that's to be applauded, uh, and they have replicated. Uh, they they've set the uh, the foundation for that work to continue uh, in Atlanta so for those of you who may not know one of you mans and I'm, I guess I am doing it I'm still in some of her thunder hopefully Saudi is not going to mention this area but the green reentry program right this is one of those areas where uh, making space for returning citizens for our brothers and sisters who have they have found themselves in in you know in the system. They have found themselves in the system, but the promise of America really is supposed to be about, well, we say it in jest sometimes, but if we're gonna make it a reality, it's supposed to be about you make a mistake, you pay the price and you move on with your life, right? You don't get stuck in that in that spot. You get to move on with your life. You get to build a life. You get to be a contributing m- member of society. And the Green Reentry program is one of those, it's one of those platforms that allows our brothers and sisters who are coming back home from having done time—they uh, have paid their debt to society. But we understand how society is structured. Society is structured so that you really never stop paying, right? There are so many jobs. There's so many licenses. There's housing. There's, edu- there's educational benefits uh, that are that are cut off once you have been in the system, and uh, particularly if you have a felony on you, right? If you have a felony, then you are almost certainly Xed out of just so many different opportunities. The The opportunity to provide for yourself in a myriad of ways are taken away from you. So this green reentry program, it's, it's, it's an opportunity for for young brothers. Well, young, young at heart, right? It doesn't, it's not about the age. It's an opportunity for for young people for our people to come back and acquire skills that will allow them to uh to have employment and not just on a level where they have to have one uh where they have to have two or three jobs but they can have an employment working in the trades where you you are really earning a living wage right because these the types of skills where they're they're learning. And one of the brothers over there is a brother I've known for for many years and just really uh, have always appreciated it and admired uh, his willingness to share what he knows. Um, Brother Ali, who is one of the uh, individuals, he's a uh, licensed electrician, retired, but now he spends his time with the Green Reentry Program, teaching these cohorts, uh, you know, how the fundamentals, how to work with uh, electricity, right? How to to how to be electricians, and the thing that we often don't really pay attention to when we see when we see our, our tradesmen, we see these trucks going by with plumbing on the side or uh, HVAC, heating, ventilation, you know, air conditioning, or we see our electricians or our our, our bricklayers or or any any trade that you want to think of. A lot of times, quite often, these people have been raised in that area. They've been raised in uh, in this trade since, from the time they were young people. They have been uh, they've been they've been groomed so that they could step into an, uh, a field where they could do well for themselves, their families. They can contribute. They can they can give charity. They have stability. Right. They've been groomed for that. So once again, when I, we talk about when you hear about the green reentry program and you hear about what they're doing with that, this is not a small thing. Right. It's, it's a really huge thing. So that's one of the things, one of the things that I, I have tremendous respect for uh, and tremendous appreciation to see that type of work going on right here in Chicago. Now it's also going on in Atlanta. Um, but Iman is an organization That for many was known, uh, was known, has been associated with the community cafe, and that was a space if you never had an opportunity uh, to participate, to go in and see these different artists, right? I mean, we're talking about eclectic uh, gatherings of artists, uh, not from just around the city, but from around the country, that would come in, and you could get you could get a concert that you would not get anywhere else you can get a concert that you would not get anywhere else and that was something that it was it was eye-opening uh for people it was uh it was an experience it was it was horizon broadening right and that's that's one of the powers of art uh and it was always in a space where you never had to worry about somebody getting busted upside the head with a bottle uh that was always wonderful um but i have rambled on long enough uh, family we're gonna go ahead and get into our interview um, these wonderful people are sitting here with me waiting so I'm gonna go ahead and introduce them to you again I actually gave you a little bit of intro already but we're gonna do it again since you're here to go ahead and get the salams to the radio sound family all right so I'm actually gonna begin as I did uh, initially I'm gonna go ahead and start with our sister, Saudi Nawab. Uh, She's the arts and culture manager for Iman, community organizer, arts educator, artist, mother. Uh, Has been organizing disconnected communities through concerts, festivals, youth programs, creative placemaking, and neighborhood, uh, oh, and a neighborhood ceramic art studio. I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna stop right there, right? But suffice to say, she does a whole lot, right? A whole lot. Thank you for being here. Salam alaikum.
1: Wa alaikum salam. Sometimes a little too much. <laughs>
0: hey, well, you know, to whom much is given, right? Much is, much is required, much is expected. Uh, and I'm also pleased to to introduce to the Radio Assam family, we have artist Kelly is- Isdahar. Yes. Kelly Isdahar Crosby. Native of Louisiana, New Orleans, Ooh. currently living in uh, the ATL. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Staying in the sun, yeah, nice and warm. Much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now her art tends to focus on multiculturalism, women in Islam, stylized Arabic calligraphy, and social justice. She received a bachelor's degree of art, master's degree in arts administration from the University of New Orleans. Stayed at home. That's what's up. Like oh, that. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> And uh, her work has been shown in galleries and festivals, nationally and internationally. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum We appreciate both of you being here. Um, thank excited. you for having
2: us.
1: Yeah. yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So um, I, I said that I hope I didn't steal your thunder. Um, Repping Man. I have much respect and appreciation for the work, for the 20 years of work uh, that Iman has has put in and has continued to expand. But I was really just talking about the green re-entry and, uh, so I don't <laughs> Well that's cool cuz that's
1: like one, you know, thread of our work. But, right. you know, for those of you all who don't know, Iman is a, you know, is an acronym for the Inner City Muslim Action Network. Right. We're located on the south side of Chicago on um, you know, 63rd in California for those who are local to Chicago and um, we are a community organization we're not you know a faith-based organization we're not a mosque or anything but we're a community organization that really centers our mission around fostering health wellness and healing and that is manifested through you know really four programmatic uh, departments and of course we are trying to replicate them we are replicating the model in atlanta which kelly can talk more about um in a little bit yeah but um so that health wellness and healing is manifested through this holistic health center that kind of started off as a clinic you know that was you know one two days a week and is now a federally qualified health center look-alike so we're on our way to becoming federally qualified health center Mm
3: -hmm. um
1: and we have a a dental services um and uh, behavioral health services as well as the regular kind of Um, physician like doctor services Um, and then we have our community organizing department which is really the inception of Iman kind of started with essentially what was community organizing what is community organizing and the power of what the arts does and bringing communities together now that community organizing department has expanded to you know the our uh, um, like where the house of our uh, you know corner store campaign our signature right. campaign where right. we work around healthy food access in the neighborhood But again, it's not just about health from a physical standpoint It's about that the racial healing of you know that the tension between the the corner store owners and the community residents So there's a lot of this kind of more holistic healing that's in that campaign and even just the leadership development of You know the leaders young leaders or just you know people from the block who are? again, reimagining themselves as leaders um, you know, in, the, in their worlds. Um, so again, it's that holistic idea of healing. And then from that, we started our farmer's market. God willing, we're breaking ground on a community kitchen at um, our Youth and Arts Wellness Center at, uh, at our office at Iman
3: awesome.
1: um, sometime later on this year. And also breaking ground on a model corner store, what we're calling the Nia Marketplace. Wow. which is on 63rd and Racine so okay. it's just about a couple of miles east of where we currently are All right. um, and then so that's kind of more about the the health the, f- the health campaign and then there's the um, you know green reentry, which started off as a transitional housing program for people who are coming out of prison and trying to get their lives together and um, we offered job training through carpentry and that's also you know, our neighborhood was really heavy hit by the foreclosure crisis in 2008, so there was a lot of abandoned homes that were being misused by people mm-hmm. who just went into them and, you know, were using Squat, them for, shows, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, so we started to, so that was kind of where the first projects were, was revamping those buildings. Well, now it's expanded to not only having people who have come out of prison, but also, um, you know, young young people, young young men at this point who are, High risk for violence and um, trying to deter them away from that path of going to prison. So again, it's a holistic program that um, incorporates behavioral health, incorporates the arts. We have a lot of artists who work with our green reentry um, team. Um, and then, and then, on that block on 63rd and Racine, where that marketplace will be, is where we will have for the first time, we'll be actually constructing buildings from the ground up instead of kind of revamping. And that's, and then the, and the idea is that we'll have. Um, you know housing for, for people in the program and for families that are you know connected to that program so that'll that's a block that we're looking to really stabilize that's currently you know there's a lot of a lack of activity or you know
0: yeah yeah
1: so that's the, those are those are those are the three three areas and then of course we have our arts and culture department which mm-hmm. includes um, you know as you mentioned the neighborhood ceramic studio. Mm-hmm. It's called the beloved community ceramic studio That's the beloved community which we talk a lot about You know this idea of the umma and what does yeah. this idea of the beloved community mean? It's also something that dr. King talked a lot about um, And of course it was really inspired by a lot of the movement and the influence that dr. King had in the market park area This is a location of where we Constructed part of the MLK Memorial, um, which is now on Marquette and California in Marquette Park. And that's also the park where Dr. King marched uh, in 1966 and was, you know, that's where he made a very powerful statement about how hostile and hate filled Chicago is in comparison to all the other cities. So he hadn't seen anything like that. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, It's where the American Neo Nazi Party was uh, headquartered. in uh the 70s the late 70s so we think about what happened you know last year or so in Charlottesville and just thinking about the fact that that happened in our own backyard not too long ago really so so there's the neighborhood ceramic studio um and then there's the community cafes which i know you spent a good time talking about
0: (laughs) because that was my that was one of my earliest um i'm not gonna say my earliest but that was one of the the signature um uh, events that impacted, I know not just not just myself, but I know scores of, uh, of people because that was one, one of the few places that you could come to and not not just get a, a, a performance, not just be able to appreciate art, but to see such diversity. It was one of the few spaces. Um, and Iman has provided that type of space, that type of engagement for so many years. And it's just, its I think it's become a, a hallmark uh, of, of its own identity as well. Right. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have one coming up um, in July, actually, in Atlanta. And then we have one in October, the end of October in Chicago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, so there's the community cafe. There is the artist roster, which
0: tell us about the artist roster yeah
1: so the artist roster has been something we've been talking about for i mean decades and it's essentially officiating this dynamic network that we already have we've been working with these artists for for decades and so we we have finally officially um officiated it right and so um this roster consists of artists that are visual artists performing artists comedians all different types of artists and at different levels in their career as well so it's also a it's you know we're really centered in relationships Iman across the board is has a very like relational um, you know element to it and so the idea is that we're fostering relationships and God willing as we grow this roster and grow the resources for it that we can really facilitate collaborations and support artists even more in their in their own endeavors and we're currently doing that through our sacred cipher creatives program which is five artists that apply to this. There's like a application process, mm-hmm. and they're essentially fellows, artist fellows. And so what they do is, they are they, they complete a residency, which is they work with you know all of the different departments either in Chicago or in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then they they get some unrestricted funding for their own personal projects, whatever they just to support them as artists, mm-hmm. um, and they they help plan our artist retreat that takes place annually, um, and so. So Kelly K- Kelly is one of those artists, and all of these artists. <laughs> Congratulations! Are, yeah. yeah,
0: thank you.
2: <laughs> this
1: is our first cohort, so it's it's history in the making. Kelly is our first visual artist. That's a sacred cipher creative. So again, it's history in the making. Yeah, like no pressure. Just, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> but um, the um, and that all of these artists are, um, you know. They they are spiritually rooted. Their practice is spiritually rooted, and it could be broad. It's broadly informed by the uh, immense philosophy with the arts is that it's spiritually rooted, but broadly informed by our broad sense of community, um, and that it's socially conscious and just you know really, you know thinking about the world around us and thinking about different issues that exist, and that it's spatially relevant that it's. It's, it's relevant to spaces and to particular communities. Um, these are places that have a historic, geographic or cultural significance, but the fact that we don't just neglect, we're mindful of the space that we're in and the space that we're creating. So um, those are kind of the elements of the uh, arts and culture philosophy and all the artists across the roster and the Sacred Staff for Creatives you know embody those um elements we have five artists that are the sacred cipher creatives and, and Kelly's cur- and the you current artist residence.
0: the the vi- the first visual artist yes
2: okay. yeah the first visual artist so yeah just like i was saying you know no pressure at all with that you know <laughs> coming in and kind of laying the foundation as the first visual artist for the iman artist roster and sacred cipher creatives but yeah. alhamdulillah it's a blessing
0: yeah no no doubt. Yeah. and you know what? of course i had to i had to do some some looking and okay. I saw some of the beautiful art that uh, that you have created. Uh, I was checking YouTube channel. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, you saw my
2: little <laughs> my I did. little video. Okay. I saw,
0: and it was. Okay. Um, so I mean, you. So do you have a particular medium? Because I saw vases. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, paintings. Um. Uh. What else did I see? I think I saw. I saw you doing cards. Maybe that was on. Um. Maybe that was Instagram. Yeah, I was you
2: probably at. saw the cards. You might have seen some
0: shoes. Yes. Okay. So I didn't know. I don't know if the shoe was like, was that. So the shoe was a part of, like, you've done the shoe too? Yeah. Actually, it was.
2: It was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, yesterday we did a workshop at the Nia, well what's going to be, inshallah, the, you know, Nia marketplace. Mm-hmm. And well not the Nia marketplace, I take that back. It was at the Chicago Hip Hop Festival okay. and we did a workshop where people could come out and, you know, paint some shoes. So it was kind of like dope kicks and yeah. how that ties into, you know, hip hop culture, making sure that you have fresh clothes and fresh shoes and, you right. know, everything has to be on point. Right. So it was nice to bring in you know, that kind of artistic aesthetic mm-hmm. into the, you know, well, not into the hip hop festival, but that is a part of it, kind of continuing it. Right. So, yeah, but as far as for medium, I mostly work with acrylics, okay. but I just tend to put acrylics on all kinds of surfaces. Oh, really? So that's what it is it's okay. glass, it's traditional canvases, but it's also clothing, shoes, and greeting cards. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So you have your own line? Yeah. As far as the, the greeting cards go?
2: Yeah. Well, Uh, It's not uh, a line per se. I mean, what I usually do is, is, you know, sometimes I'll have people ask me like, well, do you have this particular image on a card? Mm -hmm. And so I'll make cards out of paintings that you know I've done in the past, but that might be something to explore in the future as far as for starting like a a specific line. But right now I have some Ramadan cards and Eid cards and kind of like some um, general thank you cards as well.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. So what was your entry? Um, Usually when I'm (laughs) talking to artists, They've been artists their whole lives. Mm-hmm. So was that the uh, was that the case for you, or was it a, a talent that you that you that snuck up on you that you didn't know you had?
2: Yes and no. Okay. I mean oh. i I always knew that I wanted to be an artist, mm-hmm. but I really didn't start getting the confidence to think about pursuing it professionally until I was in I think about in junior high school. Okay. And thankfully, at that time, there was a publicly funded program for students that are, it was called Talented in the visual Arts. So we could spend two hours once a day with our art teachers, you know, developing our craft. And so once I was accepted into that program, that kind of let me know, like, okay, this isn't just something that you're kind of playing around with, you know, this is something that I actually like to do. And I had a really great teacher throughout high school whose name was um, Richard Thomas, and he taught us about being art entrepreneurs Hmm. Yeah, so he let us know that, okay, as far as I'm concerned, you're a professional artist, that's how I'm going to treat you. Right. We're going to do murals, we're going to do projects, you will get paid for them.
3: Mm-hmm. We're
2: going to teach you the business of uh, putting your work out there and putting your best self out there in order to attract business. So from a very young age, getting wow. that entrepreneurial spirit connected to the arts as well was you know, very helpful. I think
0: that that is that is wonderful. When I think about hmm. so many guys, I remember... Uh, back in grammar school, <laughs> and you you know guys could draw and they drawn and and then they would just kind of throw it away. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but but to be taught to look at it to see this as, mm-hmm. you know, as as work as a product that you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is that's wonderful so you know yeah big ups to uh what's his name richard thomas all right Mr. yeah thomas. new orleans
2: based artist yeah he okay. taught us from day one that you know as far as well as far as he was concerned he's like look you're gonna go to college you're gonna study art mm-hmm. once you leave my class and you will become professional artists okay. <laughs> you will be doing something creative so that's the way how he you know trained us up you know he saw the talent in us mm-hmm. and he nurtured that
0: what has been your most um gratifying uh what's the most gratifying aspect Of being an artist?
2: Oh my goodness. Uh, Man, there's there's so many things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I put it in the context of this residency, I think the most gratifying thing is to be able to work with people in the community. Mm -hmm. You know, at the workshop at the Nia Marketplace um, spot, what was really awesome was having people of different ages, different cultures come up, and they kind of see that, okay, there's some tote bags that we're painting, they see some ceramics and they're kinda like, oh, you know, maybe I wanna do it, maybe I don't wanna do it. I mean, they, they come very hesitant, but once they get into it, mm-hmm. that's when their creative juices start flowing and all of a sudden they're tapping into that creative spark that's inside of all of us. Mm-hmm. So that, it's gratifying to to see that in others and to be able to kind of nurture that and pull it out.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, look, finally. Um Mm, tripping over my words uh, we're gonna blame it on Ramadan blame it on yeah, the fast yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: Ramadan brain okay. <laughs> yeah Ramadan brain
0: radio Slime family we're going to take a short break okay but when we come back and I, I do emphasize short because we got we got a lot of questions to, to throw at you before we get out of here okay All right. so uh, this is WCV 1450 a.m. radio Slime. we'll be right back in just a minute Thanks.
1: Islam, The nation's first daily live call and talk radio show produced by Muslims for the mainstream market. Radio Islam, on the air since 2004 because of your generosity. Radio Islam salutes its most valuable asset, you, our listener. From our producers to our interns,
0: we appreciate your support. Thank you. The Syrian Community Network with offices nationwide, serves its Chicago-area clients from its North Side location located at 5439 North Broadway. They provide housing, social services, education, basic human needs, and food security. The Syrian Community Network has Arabic-speaking staff and is a partner organization of the Illinois Coalition for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. You can get more info by calling area code 872-806-0141 That's area code 872-806-0141 or by visiting their website at syriancommunitynetwork.org.
3: Hey, America, we need to have a little talk. I don't know if you've noticed, but we got a lot of food in this country. A lot of peaches, a lot of corn, a lot of apples, a lot of everything. We've got so much food that we can't even eat it all. So if we got all this extra food, how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? I just don't get it. That's why the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to the hungry kids who need it. They can get you food even if you live in Idaho or Alaska or somewhere crazy like that. This isn't complicated. we got extra food and we've got hungry kids. Feeding America's done the math. Now it's your turn. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. I know you got internet on your phone, so what are you waiting for? We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: Okay, forest animals. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's
3: up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course! I knew I was stuck at this kid's house for the night, but those guys snuck up on me to try and pull the hand in a bowl of warm water trick. Well, that was enough for me. I went downstairs to sleep in the basement, even though it was pitch black. I left my sleeping bag upstairs, and that was a mistake because it was freezing. I think it was probably the longest night of my life. To read more about the sleepover, check out Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Last Straw by Jeff Kenny. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library and visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq el We are broadcasting on WCV 1450 AM, streaming live at WCV1450.com. And we remind you, you can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media. You will find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at? At Radio Islam USA. Now remember that because that's the same username you're going to use when you're looking for us wherever you get your podcast. So if that's SoundCloud, TuneIn, iTunes, or Google Play, you will find us at Radio Islam USA. All right, family, we're going to get back into our discussion. We are joined. I'm, I've been talking with Kelly Istahar. I got to say your last name Crosby. Yes. All right. Say the whole thing. All right. <laughs> that's a good hashtag. Just kind of K I G. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if you use that or not. K I G. Yeah. Well, K I C or oh, K I G. K I C. I'm K-I-C, sorry. K I C. Yeah, yeah. Do you use
2: that? Um, I use K C sometimes. K C. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All
0: right. All right. Well, I, if, if you if you weren't if you didn't, I was just giving it to you for free. Okay. That's, well, that's, that's, thank that's you. For you. Thank All right. you. All right. That's <laughs> what I do. All right. So. Um, getting back to our conversation about about art so um as we're talking offline i'm just thinking that art is such a a subjective but a very personal thing Mm -hmm. as well right so everybody has their idea of what looks good right what Mm -hmm. they what resonates with them so as an artist is that something as a creative is that something that you are mindful of when you are creating when you are giving something to the world Mm -hmm. right are you are you thinking like, are people gonna like this, or, mm-hmm. or is it just your own your own confidence, your own sense of, I like it, and hey, here it is.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I would actually say that it's the. It's more of the former because mm-hmm. I I am cognizant of what I'm putting out there. Okay. I try to be intentional about what I'm putting out there, and so that's the whole concept that I've developed for myself called waging beauty
0: waging beauty yeah
2: so there's people who wage war you know they they use violence they Mm. you know and this is considered you know ugly behavior you know and as muslims we're encouraged to be people of beautiful behavior yes and so i thought about that from an artistic perspective you know how visually you know you want to put something out there that is that is beautiful something that uplifts people right so i am intentional about making sure that it's something that i think People can relate to that they can enjoy because even if it has mass appeal mm-hmm. every individual will look at it from his or her own perspective sure so someone will look at a painting and say oh I really like those colors another person will say oh well I really like the message another person will say well I'm really into the texture so it, there's something about having broad appeal but everyone has their own personal reasons for liking it mm.
0: <laughs> I really that is such a profound uh, statement um, just as an ethos of waging, waging beauty. Waging beauty. yeah.
2: Waging beauty. Yeah. So I, it's I, like you, there's well, you know there's the the hadith about how the the blood of the well, no, 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 the <laughs> the ink of the scholar is more yeah. precious than the blood, blood of, the of the martyr. martyr. Right. And so that made me think, you know, goodness, just just think about the the ability that God has given us to create mm-hmm. and how He is the creator. Right. But we have a little, a little aspect of that in ourselves mm-hmm. that God has given us. So there is, you know, a lot of blessing. There's a lot of barakah in being able to transform words, transform colors, transform materials, transform sound.
0: Right. You right. know,
2: and right. then right. to use that to actually heal people and to bring beauty into the world. Because there's enough ugliness as it is. And I've, as an That's artist, I don't feel like I need to add to that. Yep. So,
0: so there's a, there is definitely an element of, and not surprising, but there's an element of responsibility that goes along with your art.
2: Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I definitely believe that there is a social responsibility involved in the arts because I think in some art circles, especially in some of the more elite art circles, there's this tendency to think, okay, we're in our own little bubble and we don't have to think about what everyone else is seeing. Especially in regard to public art, right? You know, not realizing that there are people who live in these neighborhoods, they they have to look at these spaces and you know think about how they're interpreting what they're seeing, right? You know, and what they're feeling. So if I'm going to paint a mural, I want some feedback. I want input from the community. You know, I want to know about that community, what's important to their uh, culture, their shared um, histories, mm-hmm. and to speak to that rather than kind of using public art as, okay, well, I want to put this on my resume and put this really cool mural out there and make myself look good and then move on. And then everyone's like, well, we're stuck with this piece of public art that we do not like. Right. Has no
0: real value for us.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I believe that art should be intentional and that it should have value and that it is a service.
0: Mm.
2: You know, it is a service to the community.
0: You know, as an an entrepreneur, Mm. um, and one of the things about markets and uh, and fulfilling uh, d- demands or, or meeting the expectations that our consumer base has, right? And mm-hmm. I hate, I use that word probably very lightly, but I dislike <laughs> very deeply when people are referred to as consumers, mm. right? And, and Because it, it removes the humanity. It's just like, well, let me just, let me just take your money, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But looking at uh, the public appetites and what is currently acceptable or currently, appreciated is there a is there ever a thought process where you're looking at moving or kind of pushing the needle as to as to what is um what's appreciated what's uh what's to go back to beautiful this idea Mm -hmm. of what's beautiful so that we we may think X is beautiful today, but we want to push it to, we want to push the the, the limits of it or refine it or purify it. Is that something that you think about?
2: Yeah, that's something that I think about too, because so much of my art is based in a kind of multicultural aesthetic. And also, you know, like for example, I had one of my paintings chosen for a line of merchandise at the National Center for Civil and Human Rights in Atlanta. And it's a painting that I did of Muslim women. And I thought, I mean, how amazing it is that they decided to choose a painting of Muslim women to represent women, you know, women in general. Oh, like, wow. that was the image that they chose for to celebrate Women's History Month. You know, and it was Muslim women with different types of head wraps and different types of hijabs, but also different skin tones. Mm. So they wanted to have, like, this broad cross-section of humanity. So I think there is that balance of doing something that how can I put it there's the desire to express yourself creatively Mm. and then there's also that desire to appeal to the public and you kind of have to find a way to marry the two so that you feel as if you know so that you know you're being true to yourself as an artist but yeah I I also hate the word consumer because it it, it's it just has a negative connotation for me I mean I I prefer to talk to my um support like i call them supporters i call them patrons i call them clients yeah. i don't like to call Customers. them yeah. consumers yeah mm-hmm. because you know these are people who make it possible for me to do what i love right so i'm it's like i'm not gonna call you a consumer <laughs> you know? yeah
0: so do you do you feel that your art um or do you, do you see yourself as an ambassador for uh, for islam for women for mm-hmm. um for anything else
2: Yeah, in a way, yes. Yes. I think if you center Islam as a part of your creative process, Mm -hmm. you're kind of an ambassador, whether that was, you know, your intention or not. But I am purposely provoking some of the images that are out there about Muslims. You know, when I get back to Atlanta, inshallah, I do want to start a, a painting series on Muslim men. Mm. You know, because I a lot of my paintings do focus on Muslim women and how we dress and how we look and kind of challenging the ugly stereotype of us as being oppressed and subjugated. Right. But I also want to challenge that stereotype of Muslim men as well, this kind of negative, oppressive, rough, kind of authoritarian type of right. person, you know.
0: You all can't see this, but I'm going to strike a pose. How How is this? Okay. Right here. Well, thank you. Right you you that, got
2: the beard thing yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> got it. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to include, um, well, I might include one brother w- without a beard just yeah. so that nobody gets offended. <laughs>
0: hey, it's Muslim Brothers without beards. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think yeah, that like that sounds you know, really good.
2: Different kufis and you yeah. know different head coverings for the men too. Mm-hmm. You know, especially since there's a lot of emphasis on the hijab for women but not so much on the men. This is true. Yeah. So, yeah, it's time to <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Time to flip you know, that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, now that's that you know, I've had that conversation uh plenty of times and it never gets old. Never. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh I want to ask a question about texture. Mhm. Um, now for me when i think of texture i guess i'm just being greedy but i when i think of food right mm-hmm. in certain foods it may have a the flavor may be there but if the texture's not there it doesn't it doesn't mm. do it for me right it's got i'm looking for texture as well um and i sort of relate that also when i see a, a painting or something you know and depending on you know if it's watercolor or acrylic, acrylic oil whatever um, you can see the difference, but then it's also there's also a difference in the in the, in the touch the way mm-hmm. it feels. If, if somebody lets you touch their painting, you're not supposed to be mm-hmm. touching your paint. right? Um, <laughs> but do you feel certain mm-hmm. textures convey they convey different messages, and do you choose those, uh, those those check those textures to 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 give that message? Let's
2: see. As far as for a texture, I have. I choose it more for the technique, not so much for the message, Okay. you know, because a couple of years ago, I just fell in love with fabric paint and puff paint, and I've been using it in all of my art, yeah, you know, because a canvas is just basically a big sheet of cotton fabric, you know, on a wood stretchers, right? you know, and so when I started experimenting with um, textured paints mm-hmm. and seeing these, you know, these raised surfaces and, you know, people wanted to touch them and I was like, okay, this is really fun. Yeah, yeah so I, it's it's more of a technique, not so much of a, uh, a message that I'm trying to convey. You know, so for example, if you see a shiny texture versus a uh, rougher texture or a glittered texture, there's no... At least not, not now, but that's a good idea to think about, though. But, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. there's not any um, particular significance to that. That's basically me just having a ball with the materials. Mm, so yeah.
0: fabric paint and, wow, okay. Well, see, yeah. obviously, um, I, I do a little bit of uh, stick figure drawing. <laughs> um, I always I always wished I was an artist. I can draw an eye. See, there you I go. I can draw an eye. Yeah. But And, and I stop there. Stop there. So, do you still at, at this point in your career? Um, you've been an artist for for a while now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you are continuing to to uh, to evolve as an artist?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. It it never stops. It, mm. it and yeah, you know, I don't think any creative person reaches a point where they say, "Oh, I'm I'm done. I, I've learned everything there is to learn, and I've done every creative thing out there." Right. No, I mean, there's just too many ideas. There's too much inspiration from Las uh, Mantallas. There's too many materials, and then with the marriage of digital technologies and fine arts, there's just so many you know different avenues that could be explored. So, in some ways, yes, I've been at this for many years, but I, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm just getting started. Hmm. You know,
0: I think that's a great space to be as a as a as a creative person. Yeah, uh, because I think there's a, there's an element of um, anticipation and it stays fresh you still feel like there's something else to uh to achieve that goes with that yeah
2: yeah i mean yeah yeah. i mean i I think i would be terrified if i ever reached a point i mean i I pray to god i never reached that point because to me that feels like stagnation yeah you know i mean how could you possibly reach a point where you feel as if you've tried everything or that you've done everything when there's so much out there
0: you know has there ever been a response to to any of your work that surprised you?
2: Surprised? Uh, Trying to think of anything that has, uh, well, I I think because as creative people we're masochist by nature. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We tend to be our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I do a work, I don't feel particularly great about it. And someone else will look at it and think it's the greatest thing in the world. And I'm looking at them like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. You, you know, and it's it's just a different perspective because, as an artist, I'm going through the process of this, the sketching and the idea, well, creating the ideas, the brainstorming, the sketching, working with the materials, and actually creating it. Whereas that person is not there with me during the process; mm-hmm. they're seeing the finished product, right. so they don't know all the negative. <laughs> thoughts I've had, you know, during the process. So I think that's something that continues to surprise me. When I do something that I think is just, okay, I, I don't even want to look at it, and another person says, I want that. That speaks to me, mm.
0: you know? Mm. Is there, um, what is your creative process like?
2: My creative process, oh goodness, there's a there's a lot of different things involved. <laughs> Google is my best friend, goodness, really? yeah, yeah. I love going, just going online on Google, if I get an idea, uh, okay, like for example, I, I will be doing a mural, inshallah, for the National Center for Civil and Human Rights in Atlanta, okay. and it's a mural based on a quote from Dr. King, so of course, you know, I had to go online and I found the quote, and then the quote is about the um, the triplets of evil, which is basically racism, Materialism and um, militarism, mm-hmm. and so that immediately got me to thinking about doing some kind of series of um, men that all look the same, that mm-hmm. are kind of personifications of those evils. So it's it's kind of like a it's like a wormhole, but it's a good one. Yeah. You know, where you can just kind of pull up images so easily. Because I mean, prior to the internet, I mean, having to go to the library and. <laughs> Yeah. fish through picture books and to to kind of get inspiration or go through magazines i mean that's fun but you know it's nice to have it at your fingertips yeah absolutely
0: mm-hmm. absolutely um yeah. so how long are you going to be here for um and and what's what's your schedule looking like
2: all right so monday it's monday right we're having the the
1: ceramic workshop
2: yeah we're yes. going to be having a ceramic workshop so it'll be great for we already have some you know folks coming out for that right so. the paint
1: and iftar modeled after
2: yes yeah it, yeah we we won't be sipping until after maghrib so <laughs> we're gonna do you know paint and iftar and then you know just chill and then when and that's monday that's Monday, okay. yes, and then Wednesday, we're gonna have the community iftar at Iman, yeah. and I'll be doing some live art. Really, okay. Yes, well, I, I can't well, wait our for family that. family will be there, so.
0: Yeah. We'll All right, great, yeah. great, so alhamdulillah. Yeah,
1: that community iftar, mm-hmm. that invitation is open. Um, it starts at 6.30, uh-huh. and it's in our parking lot at, mm-hmm. you know, 63rd in California. Um, and so Kelly will be the artist doing kind of the li- open air studio is what we're calling it. We have other artists from our roster and just from you know within our broader network that will be um, sharing poetry, um, kind of devotional pieces, um, and other speakers' reflections, and Sister Aisha Prime from Washington, D.C. Ustadda Aisha Prime will be with us to share some words um, both during the program before Iftar and then actually during Tarawih, so we'll be done like at eleven thirty. Um, but that's an open invitation. And and Kelly has also done the sneaker workshop she mentioned at the Hip Hop Theater Festival, mm-hmm. uh, Kumba Links Hip Hop Theater Festival, as well as at the Corner Store Cipher at the Nia Marketplace. And her residency also includes some more internal staff uh, training on like group art therapy and, and um some some other things that are you know, in the residency you can check it out on our website at imancentral.org, org. Um, and follow us on, on Twitter and Facebook uh, and Instagram to kind of see what we've been up to.
0: Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, that's at Eman Central. Yes. At Eman Central. Mm-hmm. org. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and where can folks keep up with you on social media? Okay. Kelly. Well,
2: my website is KellyCrosbyDesign.com.
0: Okay.
2: On Facebook, again, it's uh, Facebook.com slash KellyCrosbyDesign. Now, my Twitter handle is KellyIsdahar. And my Instagram is again Kelly Crosby Design.
0: Okay, all right, good stuff. It has been a pleasure talking with you, Same uh, both here. of you. I uh, appreciate you being in, and I'm looking forward to uh, to join you all Wednesday. Uh, so everybody, you heard what you heard. Uh, if you missed it, if you missed any part of it, check the podcast. It'll be up tomorrow. Inshallah, it should be okay. up tomorrow. Okay. So we thank you all for tuning in. At this point, we want to go ahead and thank our engineers over at WCEV, Leonard. Leonard, my man. Thank you very much, sir. For making sure we come through loud and clear. We thank our uh, our engineer in studio, the impressive one, Ibrahim Beg. I'm your host and producer, Tariq Alameen. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik mujahid We remind you that the views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and are to be t- taken as a representation of Sound Vision Foundation. Even though it was all good, It was nothing that you disagree with. Right? It was all good. Um, but anyway, family. With that, we're going to go ahead and leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaykum, may the peace that only God can give be upon you.